like, that's totally different than the items that I send Chris every morning. Hey, Chris, you're really hot. Why aren't we together? <laughs> Chris just, just gets really uncomfortable by it. He never responds. You just keep asking me to play along. <laughs> I just need send the words that I emailed to you last night over Skype chat to me now. So it feels like it's coming from you. Just, I need this. You don't know how much I need this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Web comics oh. weekly. Hey, oh, the whole gang. I've got one to beat that. I'm, I'm just scared to show it to, to share it because I can't imagine. No, I'm not because it involves my mom and, it, and, it, and if, she, <laughs> if she ever heard it, I think her feelings would get hurt. Oh, well, good setup, regardless. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I came right to the brink, and I'm just I don't have the I I. I I'm sorry. I, I no, you know what? There's there's almost something sacred about weird uh, parent emails that you're like, oh, this. I wish I could share this. I really shouldn't. I really uh, yeah, shouldn't. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you off the air. This but, is yeah, a good one. I don't know. It plays right off of of, uh, of Scott's brother's story. It's it's it was a very. I, no one does guilt like my mother. I mean, it's a gold medal guilt winner. Right. Right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, because we're short on time this week. Let's uh, slide right into the topic of the week, which is artist guilt. Um, and, oh, jeez, uh, I did set it up. And after after uh, after already uh, solving, gonna, I think I think among the four lawyers that we are, after already solving right through, copyright, isn't he? I know, yeah, he I'm, is. I barreled right into it. Um, <laughs> he's luging through this. He's just <laughs> luging through it. That's nice. Yeah, no, I. Time is an issue, Brad. Time is a time okay, is a fire in okay. which to burn. We've got to move quickly. All right, all right. I see time as a companion. <laughs> no, don't you dare! You <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you picked uh, up on that. Anyway, so uh, I, I was enjoying the having saying repeatedly that having solved the copyright issue once and for all between the four of us. I think <laughs> you know. You know, I'm going two for two now at webcomics.com. I think the last two podcasts, I've lost a subscriber who got so pissed off at what we did in the podcast, he canceled his subscription. So this podcast will be what I call a third in a series that I like to call (laughs) the culling of the herd. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, it's it's, the podcast isn't even, can I say it just one more time? The podcast is not part of webcomics.com. It's an, it's an add on. We we throw it in for free. Here, I'll just throw this out there. If you, if you've got your nuts that much in a knot about things being in the public domain and how important that is, then that means you have not created anything worth protecting. So shut up and keep drawing. Until, oh, wow. until you draw something that you're like, oh, no, I must protect this. And then you'll feel different about copyright. That's okay. Great, now he's gonna point. now he's gonna resubscribe just so he can unsubscribe again. Look, I don't want you guys to air the dirty laundry of webcast.com on this unrelated podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling enough guilt as it is. Alright. Well let's let's set that up. Chris, go ahead. Take us into the mind of the guilty artist. <laughs> take, us in, take us deep into a horrible world. Well, it had to. I think I mean the most, the most recent uh, um, sketch. We talk about the Kickstarter and how that ties in there. Oh yeah. So the most recent example of this is is our Kickstarter that we had to do uh, a Scott and Chris show 
for on Penny Arcade Television, and how and how we thought uh, you know the Vantage Point wanted to do it, and they had their Kickstarter set up, and I think we were a little bit iffy on using Kickstarter to begin with, but okay, we understand. And then it became, well, how much money is asked for? How much do you ask for? And at the beginning, we thought, well, there's no way we're going to make the full amount, so maybe does it hurt us to ask for the full amount? Because, no, no, we should ask for the full amount, because then if we don't make it, then depending on how much it is, we will just kick in the extra. Yeah, we'll we'll throw in enough to, we will donate to Kickstarter and get it funded. Right, and maybe you would have seen, you know, Scott... Kurtz, at the last day, you see Scott Kurtz, $6,000, Chris Trubb, $6,000, you know, whatever, and then get to the extra amount. And But we made that number in four days. In four days we made it. And uh, now it was like, okay, any any money additional comes in, what do we do with it? Well, and- hold on a second. So the, when we sat down with Vantage Point, Vantage Point had been approaching us for a while, months about making our own our own show. And we were blowing them off. Because we can't no. – well, no, we were because it's super expensive to do that and we couldn't afford it. And we we have not even sold Blam DVDs yet. We don't know how the what's, DVDs what's are going demand? to do. Yeah. And you can't ask – we couldn't ask Penny Arcade to front the money for a show because the money on those shows are made on the DVDs. We don't know how Chris and Scott DVD will sell yet. But they wanted to do it and they, they were excited about using Kickstarter to raise the money. and And so – so yeah, when we when we put in the money to ask for for the total, it was well. Let's not include what we get paid. Like we we'll just make it to make it. You know, let's not because they're like we'll need this much to produce the thing, this much to edit it, this much to make the DVD, and then this much for you guys to get paid. And we're like, well, don't worry about us getting paid if we ask for that. That was the first creators' guilt. Was yes. We didn't even include our payment to work on the show in the initial. Right, and then the problem becomes, all right, so if for for $50,000, everybody gets paid, except that Scott and I don't get paid. <laughs> and But we work on the show. Like, that's... But there's a... But, okay, how do we tie this back into webcomics? Like, it's the idea that... I, I, I run into this, and I know I definitely feel it, but it's this idea that um, it has a lot to do with free. It has a lot to do with giving things away. And and what do you make free, and what do you set your price point at? But it's almost like it's almost like the logic is, I'm so fortunate to be able to do this. It's so cool that I would be able to have a web comic and at any level. That as thanks, I'm going to give away as much as I possibly can, and I'm going to undervalue the work I put out, and I'm going to be really and ultimately feel really bad about it and down on it secretly. In order to maintain that, you know what I mean. Hmm. Like, how do you, uh, like, what do you include with your with your book? You know, do you charge extra for sketches, stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's you feel like it's so much of an honor to be able to make a book or to be able to be in the position to do that that you're like, I'll draw a full ink uh, and marker sketch in every single book. Each one is going to take me an hour, absolutely free, just as thanks for letting. Uh, for allowing me to even take a gamble on this book. And that is damaging. I think that that's negative now. It's definitely negative. Yeah, but I... I, Well, and then look what happened with the Kickstarter. So the money gets funded in four days, and now more money's coming in, and we're going over. 
Right. right. It was you. You. Your goal was fifty thousand, and if I che- I think I checked this morning, and it stands at sixty thousand. Right. So so now everyone gets paid, and Chris and I can split that, and we each get paid money. Right. But everyone is like, in the comments, will be like, "Oh, you should give that extra money to Child's Play," or "Hey, extra episodes now." And it's like, no, that money <coughs> that money is promised a, a reward. Well, so my if someone creator- gave if someone gave twenty five bucks extra. Over the funding, they and they get a DVD. They still get a DVD. Yeah, so right. Give them that. In That's- other words, you, you you've laid out the the uh, terms of service, if you will. You you've said this is what we want the money for. Everybody can see that it's already funded. So if they fund it beyond that, they can't all of a sudden start unilaterally adding things on for you to do. <laughs> you know that's 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 not fair. That's not the agreement. This is the agreement. You get the show, and. Anything above that is yours to do with as you will. That's true. And I, and I know that at the beginning I thought, well, maybe we should, you know, I, I, I'd like to see a, more money get made. Uh, um, and it seems disingenuous. But the idea that, like, when we've, we are currently pre-selling DVDs, that's what this is. It's a pre-order. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, the only leap of faith is whether or not you make the full amount and be able to do it in the first place. Because if you don't, then everybody gets money returned. Nobody's lo- loses anything if we don't hit the mark. But we've, as of now, I think we've sold like twelve hundred DVDs. So wow. so, Vantage Point will get paid to make the series, and. But the- but advertisers bigger- will do what they're going to do, and that's all great. But then at the end, maybe the market is saturated. Everybody who wants a DVD has one. You but, know? but bring it, bring, it back, though, to, bring it back, though, to that sense of guilt around the whole thing, because that's, yeah. that's what we want to get to. Yeah, like, let's come to that. Well, so, it was there. The, the thing started doing well, and it was like four days, and it's funded, and Chris and I were like, <laughs> oh, no! Yeah, like in the, in, on day two, like I was convinced that, that the the donations would slow down like there's this so there's this bow there's this arc like this bell curve of where excitement peaks and then it's just a drop off and i think most kickstarters maybe it drops off before the time is up so or no yeah yeah and it never comes back up but now i'm just seeing it go up and up and thinking okay that means that tomorrow at at 8 a.m. It's just got slammed. It's straight into the ground, and nobody will ever look at it again. And that's how we'll fail, because, <laughs> because we should fail. You're looking for ways to fail. Yeah, right. I'm looking for ways that this shouldn't happen. That that this isn't something that deser- is deserved. And the fear is that if it does do well, people are going to dislike us. I think ultimately. Well, we oh, is that what that. is that what the guilt is? It's it's. I think that. It can I, be. I, I, it can I was come thinking from the that. guilt that you were trying to express was, you know, that kind of guilt where someone puts out a book and they're like, and if you buy the book, I'll give you the free PDF download of the book, and you'll get uh, seven <laughs> handshakes from me anytime we ever see each other. And you, you like, it's all this add-on as though the book and the exchange of money for your art is not enough. It's like the people that feel guilty about selling an original like for 150 or something you know it's like no 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 my work is worth ten dollars tops you know that kind of thing well, yeah, yeah you it, see it, a lot of especially with originals I was, I, was, I was i was thinking your sense of guilt was tacked onto some sense of insecurity like the art itself isn't worthy enough when it totally is you know well it is well that's what well, that is in. it yeah that's that exactly is what it all what it comes is. from absolutely i mean we made that pilot and we we had a good time and people liked it but 
but when someone says, when we go, okay, do you like that? Yeah. All right, now give us $70,000 and we'll make nine more. It seems really... Well, we'll that make seems ten like, more. Well, t- but, yeah, we are going to make ten more. I'm sorry. Yeah. It seems like, okay, but I can't ask for that. Certainly, certainly it's not worth it for me to get paid money and a lot of money to do something that that's fun to do. I need to, there needs to be some price paid, right? Right, right. I wonder if that, is that purely an American, like, uh, sense of, like, a puritanical thing? Like, you know, work must be labor, work must be hard. Do you think that's a cultural thing? Like, do you think the average French cartoonist is like... You know well, I feel so guilty about getting this money. I must, uh, I must go work in the fields for five hours. To make a <laughs> I must take uh, six uh, weeks of vacation. <laughs> uh, the, no, you know what's interesting is that um, this ties into something that I had to learn as a lesson when I was in like junior high and high school. And I don't know where I had gotten this idea. And I was a very different person back then. But I had gotten the idea that um, your work is important. Absolutely. The art is important. And the art should come before the artist, right? I still believe that. But I took that to mean don't put an attribution on your own work. So I would put, I would do something and then people would be like, who made this? This is good. And I wouldn't step up. Oh, yeah. And I would just say, well, you know what? It doesn't matter who made it. It got made. That's that's all that matters. (laughs) But all that Listen, that you just keep your nosy freaking comments yeah. yourself. It doesn't matter who made it. Just, just I would get adamant. How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> I no. said good day. Uh, but all that got me was uh, was wow. This is good. Who made it? And then somebody else goes, I, I made it. Uh, no way. Yeah, no, that happened. Oh no, really? Yeah, God. and and then I stopped doing that because because <laughs> <laughs> that's enough yeah. to piss you off, yeah. Right, because it's now I'm like, well, that's not like somehow I thought that that was humility. But I, yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like the impulse is like a sort of the sense of oh, like that's the holier path. Like if I take if I take the humble put, not putting my name on it, then I'm just a vessel for whatever this is. Yeah, then and, the art is pure. Yeah, and, then and the I'm, art is pure and it stands on its own. Right, you can't claim that I made it because I wanted to stand in front of it and crow. Right, right. But that is so dumb. So I kind of feel like there's that that logic. Well, but uh, look, there is there is a negative connotation with being mercenary about your work, right? Yeah. Oh, I get it. There I is. Think, I think of the four of us, I'm the most mercenary, wouldn't you say? Yes. And I get some stuff. I get some shit for it. Really? Here's here's Not from you guys. Oh. Here's okay. here's what's what's crazy about you, David. And I've talked I've talked about this, maybe not to you, but like me, my mercenary is kind of out there. Like I've said publicly, I'll say publicly, no, fuck you. I want to make as much money as I can, and I'm not going to apologize for it. I have a family and stuff, right? Right. But you are as mercenary, if not more mercenary than me, but you are very – the way you were raised, you keep that to yourself, right? Like you, you're not going to say, I want to make as much money as I – to us you might, but to the public. You see what I'm saying? You're very – you're yeah, very yeah, – yeah. oh, you know – because they don't even know, I mean, but they don't even necessarily know that. And I think that that there's a fear in that. There's a fear in that transparency because if you say, um, what do you do for a living? Well, I do this comic strip called PVP. And if I were to say, I'm just going to make up a number. If I were to say, yeah, PVP generated uh, $500,000 last year. If I were just to be, if that's what it made, God, if only it did. But let's say it made... I got it to half a million dollars a year, gross. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <clears throat> it is there'd gross. Be, there'd be there'd be people out there that'd be pissed about it. They would resent it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because when you say if you read it like a Variety report that South Park at its heyday made like everyone six point eight million dollars a year, you're like, whoa, that's amazing. But for some reason, I feel like if we tell people what we make, I mean, that was the big debate with Ted Rawl. When Ted Rawl was like, tell me what you make. Certainly, you only make like 20 grand and you live in a basement. And at the time, I was like, no, I make more money than my dad made when he was my age. And I could show him my W-9 and be done with it. But the, the backlash of everyone else seeing what I make would not be worth sticking it to Ted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. No. It's not their business. Well, and know? I was, no, I was stupid enough. I don't, know if you guys, I don't know if you guys remember, but I rose to that bait, and I regretted it so much from all the stupid emails that I got and all of this. And do you remember that? That I actually was like, yeah. well, here's what I make. And, uh, and people, oh, God, I, heard, I never heard the end of that. But did, let me ask you guys this. Did, is this a schism that started in cartooning? Did this exist before Watterson? No. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, Look I at see. The pictures. I mean, because in my mind, the, the modern schism is in cartooning is Jim, you go Jim Davis route or you go Bill Watterson guy. What kind of cartoonist are you, you know? Like back in the day, everybody was like, hey, good for more Walker. Four houses, you know, owns, owns a, a place on the Augusta Golf Course. Good for him, you know? Hey, McManus has three houses in, in, uh, in Santa Monica. Good for him. But now it's like, no, you've got to be a hermetic uh, uh, hermit. And and you know, well, it's the difference between yourself from all licensing or any ability to make money. No, 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 that's evil. That's not art. You know, we're getting a weird. We're getting a weird echo on you, Dave. And I, I wonder if it's because you you just raised your voice and now Scott's no, mic is picking I'm it up. Doing, Scott and I are in the same room today, and so what I I try to mute myself when Scott's talking, and then maybe just mute yourself when I'm talking. I don't oh, know. that's not a bad idea. I how do know. I how do I do that? Oh, it's, it's on Skype. I just I don't know. I don't know if that even helps. It should help. But anyway, like but that, anyway, that, that always I, bugged me is that 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 like that didn't used to be the case for cartoonists. People used to celebrate when Flash Gordon made a ton of money, or when or when Ali made a ton of money. You know that kind of stuff. No, I know. Well, it's the difference between like um, uh, what is the term? Uh, it, it's true art. It's almost like true art for its own sake and applied art, like commercial art. Right. Mm-hmm. And and commercial art gets no respect because who cares? It's all about the bottom line. It's all about making a buck. But. There is why is there no balance between the two? If you make a pure, if you make a wonderful piece of work, why can you not be compensated for it? Why does compensation now wreck it? Right now, you got to feel bad. Why does guilt get introduced at all? You know? Yeah. Why should you? Well, but also, what is the number? What is the right number? I think that's the case. I don't think anyone feels like, well, I shouldn't get paid for this. Although I'm sure there are. I don't feel like I shouldn't get paid for this. But then you do get paid for it. But then we're in these unique positions. And it, and it did change. Maybe it's changing back. But like Dave, guys, I was watching some of Dave's footage from his upcoming documentary, and it is going to be amazing. Oh my god, it's going to be so successful. <laughs> but Jim Davis is talking about meeting Mort Walker for the first time and wanting to find out what it's going to be like to be a cartoonist. Well, should I not reveal this? No, I'm glad oh. that's a good quote. Yeah, and Mort Walker's like, "You want to be a cartoonist? You play golf. Got to learn how to play golf." And he was like, he was making lunch, and it was a bologna sandwich. Um, Oreos. Oreos and a uh, cup of scotch. <laughs> a mug. And he's and like, then, yeah, and you got to learn how to play golf and you got to learn how to do the stock market. Do you, know, do you do the stocks? Nope. Learn the stock market. Do you play golf? No, you got to learn how to play golf. 
Yeah. That was what a cartoonist was. And to me, that was that whole quote was so telling because uh, Mort Walker apparently like gestured over to a huge pile of Wall Street journals and was like, this is what you got to learn. And, it, and what's that saying is like, all right, now you've made it as a cartoonist. Get what? Guess what? The money's going to start rolling in, so, uh, so get ready to learn how to invest and that sort of stuff. And I found that really interesting because that's you never hear that to- talk that angle talked about among cartoonists because that's the foreboding land that you're foreboding land that you don't go to, you know. Yeah. Well, you what's the big success? What's the big joke now? Anybody on a panel, uh, you know, answers or you know, what do I do to become a how do I become a cartoonist? And the answer is always don't, don't do it. Do something right. good with your life. Right, and that is almost the celebrated path among popular discussion of cartooning. Is like, you do it because you love it. You don't do it because you're ever going to make money at it, which is true. Like, statistically, the people that we're talking about that will get to there are in the dozens, if that. You know? But well, yeah, you have but there's to come nothing back. wrong with that being the promised land. Like, if you're trying to play basketball, then you don't want to try to shoot for local, regional, uh, community best basketball. You want to shoot for the NBA. You know? right. and, you and when you get it. to the NBA, part of the result of all that work is you make a lot of money. Right, but you just want to get that off of your plate uh, at the beginning so you're not fettered by it, you know. I wouldn't say, guys, you want to be a rich cartoonist, so go forward with that attitude. If you're just starting out, you need to have the attitude that, yeah, you should love it and that you can work it towards it being a career. I think that that one of the things I was talking about last night, and Chris, this goes to our discussion on the drive down to L.A., Mm. one of the things I was talking to Dave about last night, listening to Jim Davis, and what I think is lacking in the new generation of cartoonists and webcomic guys and independent comics is uh, a sense of responsibility, okay? We talked about a little bit about it when, we, when Chris Onstad kind of, I felt, very un- unapologetically and, un- and, and very unhumbly backed out of Akewood. But there is a sense of responsibility once you reach a certain level of success that you need to take on. And it's taken me... Um, 13 years of PvP and my 40th year of age to, to realize the responsibility that I have with PvP, and I am trying to make up for that now. But there is a responsibility you take on, and I think a part of that responsibility is is being as successful as you can. And I need to look it up. Maybe we can link to it, but Harlan Ellison wrote an article about how he doesn't take a shit without getting paid. Yeah, I, I've seen that. I've seen that. And, and, and the reason for it is because... Um, you know, if you had a son or a daughter, you would advise them to do whatever they can to make as much money as they can and not apologize for it because you want them to be happy, you want them to be protected, you want them to have enough money for their kids and for their grandkids. And 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 that is the same philosophy that should govern yourself as a cartoonist. If you, you know, when the guys in the Hearst days, the Hearst newspaper days, when they were cartooning superstars and they were buying race cars, and you say, boy, isn't that, wouldn't that be great? Um, you can begrudge them that. You can be mad at them for that. But um, I wouldn't tell my son, if he was in that position, not to get as much money as he could. I would not tell my son not to buy the race car as an investment. You know what I mean? So we're in a situation now where we're in rarefied air. We're walking... Um, we're, we're stepping. Uh, why did this phrase pop into my head? We're stepping in high cotton. Why did that <laughs> pop into my head? What is that phrase? I don't know. What does that that's mean? A, that's an I, Alabama country song, isn't it? Guys, we're walking in high cotton. Old times, there is not forgotten. No, I, I, I hope I wasn't just racist there and inverted. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? We're walking in high. I'm going to look that up. Walking in high cotton. Does that just mean like you've got a bounty crop? I don't yeah, know. yeah. I mean, high cotton, cotton is 
high cotton is a good thing. You you, you mm-hmm. wouldn't want low I'm cotton. Gonna lose my da- point. Dave is like <laughs> Dave is like. Uh, I'll look it up. Don't worry. And then stepping in high cotton. <laughs> things fat white people say when they are being racist. Oh right. no. No, 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 no! And we just say no, okay. No, edit, David, edit, no. edit. Thank you, Urban Dictionary. A person with great success or wealth is said to be walking in high cotton. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So we're we're breathing rarefied air and stepping in high cotton. We're in where are situation. we? <laughs> <laughs> where is that? Yes, wherever we are, it's very cloud-like. <laughs> uh, Chris, this is the end of the sixth sense, and we're all dead. <laughs> That's why our Kickstarter did so well. <laughs> but I, what I'm saying is, I think that if you have this kind of a success, if you have the opportunity, like we do, where you can put up a Kickstarter page and you can bring in 60 grand and that means that everyone gets to the show gets to be made and we each get to make 5 grand or I, a little well it'll be less cuz we have to pay for the stuff but yeah. but we have a responsibility to take that money I think I've seen True. um I've seen uh what was I going to say shoot shoot it's slipping away it's getting away from me oh, okay no I got it there are uh web cartoonists of of a, of moderate success of a, of a good success level, you know, where, where maybe they're at the tipping point, but they're opposed to advertising. And I know I've talked about this on this show before, but they don't want to put any clutter their site with ugly ads. Hmm. But then they have to go back to a day job. You know what I mean? Like, all right, so the ideal of not having any advertising on your site is is noble. Well, is it noble? I don't know. But I understand the, the, the logic but what if advertising could bring you an extra $400 a month and then you could continue to make comics or you could make them even more frequently or you could make them of a better quality than you could if you had to have a day job, right. you know? Right. Then what's wrong with having those ugly ads on there? You know what really serves the art? Cash. <laughs> seriously. No, seriously. I mean, if... No, if- the, best, the best argument I ever heard you say, Scott, I don't know if you said it at New or something, one of our discussions, but that... The cash means you get to keep doing it, and that's that's what serves the art. Exactly. Right. I mean, PvP. My stuff didn't take off until um, Angie told me you you are making as much money now at your cartooning as you are in your day job. Quit your day job. And I said, No. What if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work out? I quit a perfectly good job. She says, You right now have two perfectly good jobs. Which one do you want to do more? If you gave up the job you don't want, you'd be making as much money. And you would have all the extra time to put into the career that you want. You know, that you've, you've bought yourself the time, spend it. And, um, and so uh, I said, what if it doesn't work out? She goes, so you, were, you put on your resume, you were a self-employed graphic designer for six months. It would only last six months. You just had another job for six months. And that was, um, that was 11 years ago. So, yeah, the cash buys you, the, serves the art. Hundred percent serves the art. It feeds it. It can fuel it. Yeah, it'll, it'll feed it and fuel it a lot more than integrity will. As bad as bad as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, one sense, like I, I, I sense from you, Chris, that sometimes the guilt comes along these sort of paths. And tell me if I'm wrong. Um, is that you? There's a part of you that recognizes you're a very talented car- artist and cartoonist, and that you're you're worthy of success, or worthy of the success that's come your way. But that sometimes you look back over super talented cartoonists or artists or musicians that you've met, and you're like, why didn't they succeed? Why did I succeed? Oh is yeah, is that part of it too? Like it's not just that 
that you don't deserve money because maybe a part of you can recognize that. But it's like, well, wait a minute. Why did these five people that I super admired, why are they still working at Starbucks? You know, why did yeah, I? Yeah. Is that part of the guilt too? Is that, I'm, that I'm trying is. to get to the bottom of it. No, that is that is a very good point. There are people who are who I think deserve it much more than I do, and why sh- why don't they have it right now? And well, so like if your logical side kicks in, why do you think you succeeded and they didn't? Uh, Providence? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, the power of Krishna? You're like. No, I don't know. I don't, well, I mean, it might have something uh, to do I, with. Can I the, quote what your wife said on, on the cast yesterday? Or would that be my wrong? wife? Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you remember? Because we were discussing, Chris and I, we were discussing yesterday. Why? Why? Um, why can't? Why can some people rep- recognize humor but not replicate it? Right. And 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 it's like they recognize what's funny. Why can't they replicate it? And and Gloria was like, because they're not talented like we are. And we both went, oh, well, I don't want to say that. She's like, no, that's why we're sitting here having this discussion while we're all working on our own creative stuff. No, that, she said it to you like this. She goes, this is why we're sitting on couches with our shoes off, kicking back, drinking. Wasn't it wasn't like the bigger context of like on a sunny day? Yeah, in, in L.A. In studio. All- yeah, 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 I was like, well, that's why we get to do this. Because we're talented, so don't apologize for it. Just keep making it. She's that's, so wise. That's what we'll, we'll call <laughs> the, the so show wise. that. So beautiful. <laughs> who could who would tame her? Certainly <laughs> <laughs> not me. I, that's not. Uh, <laughs> she's far more talented than I will ever be. So that's, I know where I stand. On. See now you're doing it. Oh God, I am. Uh, you're right. We all are. We all are secretly uh, uh, the guilty artist. Uh, no, but that's just me. Come on, that's just me recognizing truth. Well, here's the other thing. The, <laughs> now, now to blow apart everything that we've already just discussed, I think that you have to have some of that guilt because it also may drive you to get better or try harder. You know what I mean? Like we've all seen the guy who is not talented but it's just loaded with swagger. He's Yo, a genius, yeah. and he wants you to know it. And the world, even now, they're only beginning to, to recognize how talented he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that is Listen, if you want to talk about me, just come out and say you <laughs> We've all seen, we all have that friend, specifically. <laughs> specifically, we all. I think the, uh, honestly, I think the end result, Chris, of that swagger is to go the Dave Sim route. Now explain that, because I don't well, know enough about Dave Sim. <laughs> so, for those that don't know, Dave Sim, very very talented cartoonist behind... Uh, uh, why is the name escaping me? Um, Dave Sim's Cerebus. work. Cerebus, yeah, sorry. Uh, that, that got, over the years, increasingly more um, myopic and misogynist and strident in its, in its uh, I would say, unsafe reviews. And um, I think a part of that is that the art- artistic ego starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger until you're finally like uh, – you're willing to, to throw acid on the whole world because your opinion is, is the be-all, end-all. You know? So yeah. that's why I think, Chris, you're right that humility is still needed because you have to balance your own artistic ego. Um, Are we seeing that with Scott Adams a bit? Yeah, I think that's I think that's an extension of that, and I think um, you could you can find maybe a couple artists in, in either novel writing or this or that um, movies. Certainly, George Lucas has a, a few too many yes men around him, but um, but the the fact is that you have to have an ego, or you would not have fought through those crappy years where you weren't making any money and no one really liked it. Because um, you have to be able to say to yourself, "I like it," even when no one else is saying it to you. 
So, so yes, ego is necessary. But boy, oh if it gets too if it gets too strong, though, then you become. I really do think then you become Dave Sim. Well, it's about <laughs> it, it is about balance because I. It, it, this Why is are you laughing? Wait, wait, wait! I think we can all agree that you become Dave Sim, the biggest douchebag <laughs> that ever existed, the horrible human being. <laughs> Kids, actually, uh, God, I hate Dave Sim. You guys pull my Dave Sim story, right? No, what's that? You don't know this story? No. Uh, I got an email from his assistant because Dave wanted to talk to me. Um, his assistant wanted to interview me for their Cerebus TV thing they were working on. But Dave was like, I'd really like to talk to Scott. And I said, are you saying like Dave Sim wants to talk shop with me? And he's like, yeah, he'd like to talk comics and stuff. And I said, ah, that'd be amazing. Here's my phone number. Have him give me a call. And he goes, all right, well, I'll set it up. You know, I'm, I'm his assistant. I make a schedule. And I'm just excited. I mean, I, was, I want to talk to him about the Creator Bill of Rights and all that stuff in the 80s and the black and white independent comic movement. And so the, the about, I don't know, <clears throat> a day later, this assistant calls me back up and he goes, Scott, I am so sorry. I, I um, overstepped my bounds. I forgot an important step. Um, before Dave will talk to anyone, he makes them sign a petition that states that you don't believe him to be a misogynist, and he won't talk to you before you do that. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't understand what, what are you saying. He says, well, David's had a lot of criticism in the past about being mis- uh, misogynistic, and he, he doesn't believe that he is, and <clears throat> he gets burned a lot by people that claim to be his friends but then turn around and say negative things about him. So before he'll talk to anyone... He kind of wants it in writing that you don't believe him to be a misogynist. Wow. And I said, I said, well, I don't know Dave. I've never met Dave. I don't know if he's a misogynist or not. And frankly, it's not germane to our conversation. I just want to talk comics. So unless he's going to keep interrupting, um, unless he's going to keep interrupting, uh, I'm sorry, Robert Kirkman is trying to call me right now on Skype. Um, unless he's going to... Name dropper! <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I, I was in the middle that. of my Dave Sim story when... <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, you know, Skype. So sorry. Um, on my Skype, uh, Michael Jackson's trying to call. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's a lie because Robert Kirkman was actually trying to contact me. Well, <laughs> hey, I'm trying to get over this creator's guilt. I know famous people, okay? <laughs> um. So, no, and I'm like, so I, I said, well, um, unless he plans on interrupting this discussion of black and white comics in the 80s with um, talks about my wife's tits, I don't see why it's an issue. And he's like, well, sorry, he won't call you unless you sign it. And I said, all right, well, tell Dave if he's interested in talking to me as a person and not an enemy, we can have a conversation. And so I never talked to Dave Sim. Oh. And, and speaking of Robert Kirkman, when I told him that story, he goes, oh, yeah, he does that with everyone. He's been doing it for years. <laughs> God. Oh, guys, by the way, before this podcast goes out, I have to send you guys a PDF. I need you to sign a contract saying that um, I don't have a controlling worldview and that you agree that I don't have a controlling worldview. <laughs> so um, I need you to sign that and then... Guys, we'll how would you like me to try to get Robert Kirkman on this podcast? Uh, that would be great. Oh, but I have to go in five minutes. Oh, no. well. You should no. have made fun of me. should not have made fun of me. Can you add him or do I have to? Uh, you, tr- you try to add him. Drag him over to the thing. Where the fuck is my contact list now? Suddenly, it's gone. Oh, isn't this oh, convenient? Sure. All this whole. <laughs> <laughs> no, how do you make it? How do you make? Oh, there we go. Contact. In the meantime, in the meantime, I'm going to add my caller. Shambo. 
All right, there we go. I'm gonna uh, 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 for time and talk about how I've got a really pretty girlfriend. She just goes to the high school in the <laughs> city. Oh my god! She's in. She lives in Canada. She writes all the time, though. Even though her handwriting is very similar to mine. <laughs> is that a universal thing? Because I did have a guy in high school that was like, "Oh yeah, I got a girlfriend in Kansas." <laughs> yeah, I, oh, that's that's universal. I mean, it it universal? Got, okay. through uh, sophomore year, right through on to senior. What about uh, what about uh, that episode of the? Of the office where... I was just thinking about that one. They're in the Kevin office. Goes, She's in another school. Yeah, he never updated his excuse from school to, to office or city. <laughs> uh, amazing. Amazing. So we've solved, We've pretty much solved your artist's guilt then, right, right Chris? You're good to go? I felt it lift off of my shoulders. Yeah, it's a weight. <laughs> but now like, I feel guilty that I have no guilt. It's Guys. like... We, we've taken Sisyphus's rock and just thrown it off to the side for you. You could walk right up that hill. Yeah, why didn't he roll it off to the side? I never understood why Sisyphus didn't just push. Yeah, exactly, just push it off that way. All on. right, let me see if I can add Robert to this conversation. Uh, Ask him he if wants he knows to anything on. about Greek mythology. Oh, oh, oh! Hello, I'm Robert Kirkman. So, Chris, it's even better than that. Hello, I'm Robert Kirkman, and when I'm reading comics online, I'm Sheldon at SheldonComics.com. If you actually knew Robert Kirkman, you would know he doesn't talk like that at all. No, I know. Because I've met him. If if only we could get him (laughs) on a phone call. Mm. Mm. I tried. I don't know why, but I started doing a Google image search for Sisyphus, and uh, (laughs) there are some weird paintings of Sisyphus rolling that rock up a hill. There's a lot of Sisyphus porn out there. <laughs> Yikes. Rocks ain't the only thing he's rolling. But, but you know what's funny? You know what's funny about a lot of these shots, though? It's all like Renaissance beefcake paintings of, oh, yeah, Sisyphus. Let's put him in a tiny little loincloth. Oh, he is Pushing toned. He is look toned. At, look, at him, look at him blasting his glutes, Chris. This is amazing. I want to know where I can get a, a boulder like that. Man, I want to I go against the gods as well. This is amazing. Save me a poke. <laughs> like a snack on you later. Yeah. How do you Hello? Spell- <laughs> <laughs> uh, t-shirt that says, that's just how I roll. Since why Why is this not working? It's, it's, it's probably because he's not saying yes. <laughs> but I see him. He's in the call. But he's not saying anything. I'm not... Where, are you... Oh my god, this call has become the walking dead. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry. My resolve is invincible. <laughs> oh, better. Well, I'd, I'd battle the Pope. Man, it doesn't work. Hold on. <laughs> and then Brad just goes, Brad goes, super dinosaur. <laughs> uh, well, I would have if you hadn't stepped on it. Hey, Chris, can you try to re-add us all? Re-add all of you? Uh, well, shit. He's willing to be on the show. Well, let me add him to my. Uh, we're like we're like wearing the technology here. It's like the tech jacket. We're all just. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's a lot like Kentucky Man. Oh no, sorry. You know what? Am I the only one on this call that's a super patriot and and wants? Uh, never mind that one. Did you Google his name? 
Yes. <laughs> well, Every time we do this joke, I have to Google somebody. I don't know enough about comics. Okay, it says he's in the call. I just added it to my context. It says he's in the call. This is going to be a real treat for everybody listening to the MP3. <laughs> <laughs> I tried adding him, but we'll I think edit, I've got the we'll wrong this, version we'll of Skype. This out. We'll edit this out and post. Yeah. He's in here. I mean, it's the same as when I added Dave at the beginning. He was in here, but not able to say anything. And then for some reason, it just kicked on. You know, you know what I had to do, Chris. I had to cancel Skype and restart. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Good luck with making this work, Microsoft. Now you own it. Now it's your problem. Now it's your problem. Not. <laughs> it's no longer blonde-haired dudes. Now it's Microsoft. Come on. It's gonna be totally worth it, guys. <laughs> This is absurd. Well, while we're, while we're dealing with this, what are you guys planning for San Diego Comic-Con? I was just looking at my desktop and getting excited. Planning to go. <laughs> planning to go begrudgingly. begrudgingly. Hey, Brad you, will, Brad, you will appreciate this, by the way, uh, speaking of getting ready for San Diego Comic-Con. So yesterday, Chris Scott and I were working here in the studio, and I'm like, oh, great, I got an email from Transcon. They're, they're, calling me, they're emailing me back with when my books will be printed. Okay, let me just open up this email. Oh, they sent me some sort of attachment. <laughs> Oh, it's Evil Link Volume 6. Why the hell am I getting this? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What time did you get that? Uh, oh, you know what, guys? Can we, can we have him on here with three people? Can we have multiple? Because he just tried to call me. I think you can have up to six, can't you? Son uh, of a damn. Am, am I not on right now? Now oh! he's on. Okay. I just assumed it wasn't working again. Do, 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 do. But you know what? I think Scott is not on. <laughs> Did we lose Scott? No, I'm muted, so I wouldn't echo. Oh, okay. Sir, thank you for coming on. What's up, my man? Not so much. Do I need to mute myself so I don't echo, or how's no, that work? You no. seem okay. In the same room with someone else. Hey, uh, 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 so fuck you guys. I do know Robert Kirkman. <laughs> <laughs> so... Is it, what is that, a badge of honor? Like, what the hell? <laughs> no, I said, I was doing the podcast, and I go, oh, Robert Kirkman's trying to call me. And they're like, oh, name dropper, Michael Jackson's trying to call me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because he said your middle name, too. <laughs> uh, so how much creator's guilt do you feel, Robert? Yeah, we were, talk- we were talking today, Robert, about how the, how the successful artist uh, starts to get this pang that is rarefied in the art world, which is guilt for success. And how often does that, if at all, does that ever hit you? Uh, every, every minute of every day of my life? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. I was, uh, I, was at the, uh, I was at the image booth at WonderCon just recently, and I realized that there's like 30 creators there that I just don't have time to get to know. Because most of the time when I'm at a con now, I'm being pulled from, like, interview to panel to signing, and I don't really see anybody. And I realized uh, every one of those people at Image, who all seem like nice folks, probably talk shit about me. Uh, like, I used to talk shit about people that were, like, really successful when I was coming up, you know? Right. And I was, like, I was like, oh, man, all those people fucking hate me. This is no good. So, uh <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I try, I try to be aware of that stuff, but it's it's definitely odd because uh, it's not like I, uh, I'm not doing anything differently now that you know things are going well and Walking Dead's this big success, and so uh, it doesn't really feel fair. Like it doesn't really feel like I've done anything special. It just seems uh, it seems like I haven't really earned it, if I'm being honest. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll take it. Don't get me wrong. But you're <laughs> wait a minute. You're in L.A. now, aren't you? 
Yeah, no, I'm a complete douchebag. So wait, I'm in L. <laughs> I'm I'm in L. A. Right now too. Uh, where really? Where are you at? Are you? I don't at my know. House? Where Where are we? You're You're near L. A. X. I'm right near by the marina. If you know where that is, I'm right near the marina. Why are we not having coffee right <laughs> wait now? Wait a minute. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm not. I'm not near the marina. I'm in the valley. Ooh. Oh. Well, all right. We'd have to make a trek. <laughs> How long are you in LA, though? If I can derail this podcast by talking about nonsense, uh, I'm in. I'm in LA until tomorrow evening, and then I go to Boston for uh, the National Cartoon Society uh, Reuben Weekend, and then I'm back in Seattle. You want to have dinner tonight? Uh, yeah. Do you guys okay. want to have dinner with Robert tonight? Can I bring my friends? No, you cannot. <laughs> oh, you Robert? Know what, oh, you I've got what? the little one tonight. Well, Robert, you want to come over to a barbecue? <laughs> we, we could have it over here. I could probably do that. My my uh, my wife and children are uh, in Kentucky right now, uh, visiting friends and family and stuff. So I am completely and utterly oh, alone. Perfect. You I'm should. So, uh, oh, you I should really come out. I can come out. Give me, give me, give me the info when we're. I not. don't, I don't want to oversell it, Robin, Robert. But the uh, the lemons have j- just come out on the tree, and with a Corona, it's very nice. <laughs> now who's bragging? Now who's bragging? <laughs> I don't want to name drop, but the lives are amazing in our back. As long as, long as you guys agree, I got lemons on my tree. Criminy. <laughs> we, ste- <laughs> we stepped on the setup, Brad. I, I will. I'm come. sorry. Go it's ahead, fun. Robert. Tell your joke. I'm sorry about Brad. No, it's okay. It, it, it's not funny. God damn it, Brad! <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Clarkson is, is going to tell a joke. Uh, is this Brad gentleman going to be at this barbecue? Is it his No, bar- no. I'm the only one that isn't in your time zone. I'm over here in Philadelphia, so you don't have to worry about me stepping on your good time over there in L.A. Good. <laughs> oh, Brad. That's rough. Whoa! Whoa! Who do we lose, people? Who do we just Dave, lose? Dave has to go take care of his of his child, so uh, he's bowing out. But um, well, so how do you how do you like L.A.? You liking it? It's a lot of fun. I dig it. I don't know. I get to uh, do things and see people. I, I, there's more things to do other than bowling, which is not the case in Kentucky. So uh, so you know, I don't know. It's it's kind of neat. Uh, you know. Well, so. Uh, is your your whole studio setup still in Kentucky, or did you move all that down here too? No, I mean it's all you know. I had leases and stuff, so I still have my studio in Kentucky. It's just mostly empty. <laughs> well, what about uh, uh, Nate and Corey and all them? Did they stay in Kentucky? No, they had both dispersed. Uh, Corey uh, Corey moved back to Phoenix. He has a he has a new lady friend and wanted to be closer to her. And then uh, Nate, Nate is more or less a drifter. How public is this podcast? I feel like I'm talking on the phone with you, but I'm just like... Whoa, whoa, whoa it's, it's, it's public. People are going to hear it. So okay. I, I thought it was a pretty innocent question. If they well, become... no, no, no. I'm just trying to gauge whether I should be myself or if I should fake my, my, my interview persona or something. Be, be your interview persona. Yeah, let's get a little of that flavor. We can talk... Re- we can, you can tell us what really happened to Corey tonight. no no i mean yeah i should probably say nothing happened i mean we're actually you know we're hard at work on issues of invincible right now so i'm just i'm just joking but yeah no we all we all were basically like oh screw kentucky and we all left at the same time so that sounds it's an easy sentence to construct (laughs) (laughs) 
Not always. Uh, you lived there. You've lived there your whole life. Oh no, I love Kentucky. I don't want to. I don't want to start sounding like I. I you Everybody know. I know from I know two people from who left Kentucky and they're like, oh, so glad <laughs> to go. Well, those people are a holes. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I I do miss Kentucky quite a bit. I mean, it's nice. Uh, I, I I make the joke about oh, the only thing to do there is bowling. I never went bowling. I don't leave my house. I can live anywhere. If I lived in Alaska, <laughs> like in the middle of the winter, I'd be fine because I don't go outside. Why would I want to go outside? <laughs> so you know, Kentucky is perfect for me. You need to go outside because you don't have a bowling alley at your house. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a bowling alley at my house now, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's easier to believe that you do. <laughs> just, just unused. No, I, I just, just to have it. It's still, it's still got a wrapper on it. Yeah, it has. There's been no grand opening. There's a ribbon in front of it. <laughs> I'll get, I'll get around to it. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, when does uh, season two start of this Walking Dead show thing you do? God, another interview about this? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it starts in it starts in the in the month of October. Oh, that's right, because they're going to do the Halloween thing again. Yes, <clears throat> yes, I'm very excited. Moving into Comic Con, we're going to have some footage out. People are going to see it. Uh, cool announcements. Good show. People should watch it. Um, yeah, this this just sounds like an interview now. <laughs> This doesn't feel genuine. <laughs> oh, also, uh, I was really excited. Not, not, and this is not a lead into a plug. Just, I was excited to see who was making your Walking Dead board game because they're. I see those guys a lot. They're up here in Seattle. Oh, cool! Yeah, that thing has turned out really well. Uh, we did some play testing of that at the office, and uh, it was pretty awesome. So, That's cool. So yeah, Cryptozoic, right? Oh. Uh, don't even know. Don't even, you don't even know and you don't even care. Man. Wow. <laughs> Kids, this, there you go. Creator's guilt, not not hindering, <laughs> not hindering Robert at all. There's two Walking Dead board games. One is by Z Games, and that's based on the comic. And then another one is by Cryptozoic, and I believe that's based on the show. But don't quote me on that. So I hope I'm not saying that publicly. So there's, there's Walking Dead board games in the works. Wonderful. Nobody's listening. Everybody checked out when when Dave left, so <laughs> I think you're safe. Good to know. <laughs> All right. Well, this, look, this has been a good episode of Web Comics Weekly. I think we should wrap it up. That's a great way to wrap it up. I Sounds agree. good. And then and then we can just talk to Robert as friends, and we don't have to worry about him saying horrible things that uh, that that will go over the air and make him sound awful. I would never do that. I, that's not a concern of mine. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Webcomics Weekly. <laughs> we'll see you later, everybody. I hate webcomics. <laughs> nope, he doesn't mean that. He doesn't mean that. <laughs>